Thank you for listening to this week's episode of A Crack in the Plan. My name is Jordan, your host and dungeon master for this original Dungeons & Dragons adventure. This week's episode is called Heron Gone Again. Welcome to Estricus. Estricus is called the City of Lights. But in the minds of some, that light has begun to fade as a thirst for vengeance, dressed up and disguised as justice, has taken the city hostage. The king, Hostus Stonespear, has exercised his sole right and executed a man for crimes against the crown and against the people of Estricus. And our ragtag band was invited to stand witness to that outworking of the king's justice. Our story begins in the press of a crowd. A hundred different merchants are hawking their wares, trying to take advantage of the people's fervor. Chants echo through the streets of long live the king, long live house Stonespear, and justice is met on Corandric's day. The six of you, that morning before leaving for the Hippodrome, received a note from the captain of uh, the ship that you were supposed to be boarding. Um, Catherine, you're the one that receives the note. Okay. Um, you open it, and it says, Friends of my friend, your presence at the execution today cannot be avoided. When that unfortunate business is concluded, make your way to me with haste. We set sail into mystery before the sun sets. And it's signed, Captain Wynne Bowen. So, fast forward, the execution has just happened. The crowd goes crazy. Um, you've heard rumors of upwards of a million people. Um, which, the, the city is, is, is always fairly crowded anyways, but that is a staggering number. Um, the noise of the crowd, it's uncomfortable and it's hard to communicate as you've left the viewing area and you've made your way kind of down. Now you're finally at street level um, as you've begun to make your way and conduct your business. Um, Bracken, mm. I would like you to roll an intelligence check for me and roll it with advantage. Uh, okay. Oh God, I'm the first roll? Mm-hmm. Oh God. I think you were the first roll of season one too. you said? Yep. <laughs> 10. Okay. Um, so you are pretty sure um, you're pretty sure that there are at least three ways to get to where you're going. Okay. Um, you think east is the most direct? Um, not sure how crowded it's going to be. It probably fairly crowded. Okay. Um, you think that going southwest, uh, not as crowded, but, uh, but it might take a little bit longer. And, uh, if you go northeast, uh, that's going to take you the longest, but it might be the, the least crowded. Um, what do you choose to do with that knowledge? Oh, we're trying to go to, um... So you docks, right? Yes. So you are on, you are on the west side of the river. You are trying to cross back over into Port Thirteen. Um, everybody has to take these ferries. the The king has paid for everything. 
so that people could attend. Um, and so at this point, the execution's been about 20 minutes ago. It's taking you that long to get down to street level. Do you guys say anything to any to each other or no. anyone around you? I don't really say anything while we're walking out. Okay. Tendo kind of looks over and says, hold on to your coin purses, guys. <laughs> He's not wrong. Let's get out of here. Do we want to get there quickly or do we want to get there undisturbed? Quickly. Uh, undisturbed. Dindo? I'd uh, like to get there with as little issue as possible. So if there's a maybe less direct but more uh, expedient path, you know, something that we can maybe avoid some of the crowd. We don't have any guards or escort with us, right? We're kind of on our own now? No. Yeah, you're okay. on your own. You said Southwest was like the in between of the two. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the longest, but it would be like mildly crowded. Yeah. Okay. All right. Southwest. Sorry, Southeast, not Southwest. Southeast, okay. Yeah, yeah that'd be the opposite direction because we're on the other yeah. side of the harbor. Yeah. Southeast, okay. it is that. And I'll start heading the direction I know is where we're the port. Okay. So east, southeast, or northeast are your three. Southeast. Okay. And southeast. Um, yeah, there's, there are hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of people around. It's, it is uncomfortable, to say the least. Um, I'd like everybody to roll a perception check for me. Uh, Galen. 22. Okay. 16. Catherine? Seven. Uh, Bracken. You said perception? Yes. Six. Frelin, I believe. A dirty 20, I think. Okay. What about for it's Lyra? Plus. I'm trying to. It's higher than a 12. Um, <laughs> uh, I lied. 22 for Brelin. Okay. There we go. Uh, it's 13, 13 for Lyra. Okay. So anybody that rolled less than a 20, um, you lose five gold. So. Yep. Okay. You've done been pickpocketed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, Galen, you rolled higher than a, you rolled a 22. Yeah. Right. Um, so you're kind of, where would you be? I would be in the back of the line you're trying the to. I figure Bracken's leading. These two are wherever Lyra and and Brellin are wherever. I'm in the back, making sure that okay that everything's yeah okay. going okay. So um, you kind of you kind of get to this first major, basically the mer- the first major like road. You've been not on back roads, but very crowded very pressed streets this is the first this is the first kind of break in the crowd you found and as as you get there you realize oh shoot i've you know like i'm i'm missing something um so do you keep pressing on do you change directions do i realize i'm missing something no you're not missing anything okay these ones okay everybody under 20 has lost five gold everybody but you Oh, and Brelin, right? Brelin. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just it's it's five gold. We can't. Yeah. We're not going to catch it. them now. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. Just okay. just press on. Um, Um, as you go, uh, you pass taverns and, uh, brothels and there are drunk people hanging out of windows. It is, it's carnival and Mardi Gras turned up to 11. Um, this Dindal, roll an intelligence check for me, please. 10. 10. Um. Yeah, people are going nuts. This is absurd. I hate hate these kind of things. I don't care what this guy did. This is stupid. They're all celebrating. Death of a man. Makes it worse is they named it after Coriandra. Yeah. I regret giving the name (laughs) to them. What a way to celebrate somebody who gave their life to stop evil. Hey, let's kill a guy. In a crowd full of people. In front of the whole city. And and let's make it a place where, <laughs> hey, everybody can, you know, who's going to catch pickpockets today? Who's going to catch murderers today? Who can, They're not going to care. It's going to happen. I wonder, I bet you 20 people wind up dead in alleys tonight because of this. Absolutely. It's an excuse. It's a distraction. People like me take advantage of this. Dindal, no offense. Your city I sucks. I don't I don't see sucks. any reasons to ever come back to Estricus other than possibly that thing in the bottom of your tower. Yeah. Dindel kind of quiets a little bit when you say that. Just kind of like noticeably kind of seems uncomfortable. Um, yeah, probably won't ever come back. Probably. <laughs> uh, Bracken, roll another perception check for me, please. Oh, God. And uh, roll one for Brelin as well. Uh, okay. Galen, Brelin is going to be standing right next to you. Me? After her roll. <laughs> he always rolls better. Brelin, or er, me, seven. Brelin, 16. Okay. Um, so, Galen, Brelin elbows you and he points up. Um, third story on a building to your left. Um, you, he, just, he just points it out. He says, there's two black watch there. Just keep an eye on them. You don't see them move. They're just kind of standing in the window. Are they watching us? No, they're they're watching the crowd. One's okay. looking one direction, one's looking the other. But they're just and once once he points them out, um, I want you to roll a perception for me. Uh, dirty twenty. Okay, so you think back about the journey that you've had to this point, like him pointing out the pattern of how they're standing watching garden windows you've seen you've seen that five or six times but you didn't know what you were looking at and looking for now he's pointed it out now you know what to be on the lookout for going forward 
So, you have this brief exchange. Um, while you're, you stop to have this exchange because there's uh, several large carts that come through the area, uh, blocking off pedestrian traffic. The cart's clear. You're free to continue uh, making your way. As we as we go, Galen's hand, Galen's left hand drops to the light hammer okay. on his belt, and his right hand hovers above the bag of holding where his maul is stored. Okay. And he'll call up to Lyra and Cathra. Uh, Eyes up. Keep a lookout. Okay. And you, you kind of have to shout this to everybody. <laughs> like, or, you know, you have to get in their ear and tell them. Because otherwise you're shouting to the crowd. Um, because, it, again, this this is a noise level that is... Um, uncomfortable is the best way to say it. Or, or the, the, the easiest way to convey it. You say, do I hear that? Yeah. Yeah, it gets told. Uh, Lyra, Lyra's the one that tells you about I'll, it. I'll, like, I'll bump, I'll bump Dindal like past the message up. Yeah. I immediately put my hood up the second I okay. gets pointed out. Okay. I do it like casually, but right. my hood is up. So now, as you continue through the city, Bracken, um, you will have advantage on trying to spot Blackwatch specifically. Okay. Because it's been pointed out. I am also keeping an eye out for, I mean, there's no way to know it's key, but mm -hmm. key. Okay. Um, As we're crossing the street, um, looking ahead, going down the path that we're going, what's it look like as far as like crowd wise? Is it really, really hard to get through? Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, people are pressed in shoulder to shoulder. If so think of it this way: If there was a stampede to break out, um, we'd all be dead. It would. It would be a. It would be. Okay. Then I'll refrain from doing what I was going to do. Never mind. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. It is. You're. You're. You're pressed. 16, 20 people deep. Okay. Like. You're. It's. It's a struggle to move. Okay. Through the crowd. Um. There are portions where it. You know where you get some space. Um, but it's it's everybody and their mother trying to get back to cross, um, back across the river. Um, about an hour goes by, and you three or four more times you spot Blackwatch up in up in windows or on street corners. Um, they're not taking any actions; they're just keeping eyes out. Um, so they are not aggressive. They're not making any aggressive moves. Do you guys? Do anything? Try to point them out to anybody else, or because you do pass city guards. No, um, but they—they're so outnumbered. Not kicking that. Nope. Not kicking Kay. that. Harness We're getting out. out of the city. Okay. Um, you come to a point. Uh, the last um, port twelve is what goes to cross the river. Um, so you you come out of you come out of this kind of. Um, district and you, as you come into Port 12 the road goes downhill um, as it goes into the to the port section um, 
and so you when you when you kind of get to this because there is a it's a natural border um the the hill is what demarcates one uh section of the city from the other so as you get kind of to the edge of port 12 um bracken you um you know that from this point uh it's still going to take you about an hour to get to the docks through the crowd um so if you want to i'm gonna let you roll intelligence and uh actually i'm gonna have you roll stealth and i will let you use your stealth as essentially uh your you're making your way through the crowd uh, with the path of, path of least resistance. Okay. Or through the path of least resistance. Sixteen. Okay. Um, so you cut down that trip. Um, uh, you actually cut that trip in about half. Um, making it to the dock. How um, close is my cistern to the dock? So you have to, you still have to cross the river. Yeah. Um, once you cross the river, it's a, about forty-five minutes. You have to travel okay. out of the way. Um, everybody, roll me another perception, please. Okay, Kaylin. Twenty-two. 22? 30, 20? 30, 20? Natural 20 for 24. Okay. Uh, 8 for me, 6 for both. 10 for Lyra. Okay. Um, so, it's it's very well timed. Like, as you go to step, um, Cathra, at your foot, just in the ground next to you, um, there is a black arrow that hits like it hits and it embeds what's this black watch? you immediately recognize like the craftsmanship of this arrow it's mm-hmm. a black ash um, arrow and it's got red fletching on it and you can tell around the shaft of the arrow is a note I'm gonna pull it Okay. pull the arrow and unroll it and try to get that note as fast as possible. Okay. My light hammer is in my hand now. You don't see any... Like you you, you see the direction it comes from, but you don't see the no, shooter. I'm just... Yeah. Um, so you open the note and in scrawled dwarvish it says the daughter of Tacklin Kildrat cannot hide forever. And uh, it is signed. It has... Um, it's it, it it's an ink stamp, not a wax stamp, but it's an ink stamp of a small red fox head, um, and what appears to be blood. Um, you know from your time with your father. Um, this is the um, signature of um, your father's spymaster, a man named Fulham. Was it Foldlin? Foldlin. You have to open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you had to say something. 
Sorry. I uh, take the note, mm-hmm. hold it up, rip it, drop it, and keep going. Okay. Do you tell anybody what's on it? You just, nope. You just keep going. Yep. Um, can I? I'm. Well, let me ask. Do you do you rip it up to where no one can read it, or you just tear it in half and go? Yep. Because we're booking. There's tons of people. Okay. Can I cast mage hand and pick it up? Sure. Do you see me drop it? I mean, I rolled a dirty twenty to see it, so I, for the initial arrow. Yeah. So you 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 see her. You see so her I'm like kind of walking back and grab it, trying to. You're gonna to try me. to go back through the crowd. No, mage hand. Oh, okay. I'm trying okay. to mage hand it. Yes. So, it, roll a dexterity with your mage hand. Because you're trying to grab something like from underfoot. Uh, just a check or a save. Um, roll a dexterity check. Okay, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, you can grab it. Okay. So you grab the note with mage hand. Like, you're doing it as you're walking. Yeah. Kind of grab it. You have to grab both pieces of it. So, roll again. Okay. You've grabbed half. I got half of it. Uh, even better. Okay. 22. Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of like the magic carpet <laughs> in Aladdin, it's like Mage Hand swoops in and it grabs both halves. Um, and, like, just kind of like force of will. Uh, it like comes around and like tucks it in your pocket and then it dissipates. And then I kind of like put my hands in my pocket just like nonchalantly. Okay. So you, 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 you saw him cast. You don't know what he cast. Do I see the pieces of paper fly into his pocket? (laughs) What was your perception? 22. 22. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you, you see him pick up something. What, what color is your mage hand? Let me ask you that. Uh, cause it's, it's a translucent, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, mine's not invisible oh, like yours. Too. Yours is invisible. Well, yours can be invisible. It can be invisible. Um, mine's kind of got a light greenish hue. Don't be a snitch, Galen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a snitch. <clears throat> roll perception with disadvantage. Because, so your perception roll was on the arrow. The, and once Catherine starts moving, like you start following her. So any other action... Any other check against it is is going to be a disadvantage because you're following her, not. Well, I'm the I'm the back of the pack, so he's, I, I understand he's that. right in front of me. I'm just do I see the paper going Which, in his pocket? So yeah, uh, that's a fifteen to see the paper going yeah, in his pocket. You, yeah, you see him throw. It. You see it. You see the mage hand like zip in and. I got my hands in my pocket. Like okay, so you have a ripped note. I assume you just left the arrow on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, you, after destroying the note and uh, Dindal picking it up like a good litter boy. Um, I'm just keeping the streets clean. Yep. Uh, you like, litter bug. Hold on. <laughs> Come on. There we go. Um, you keep pushing forward. You get to the dock. Um, like I said, fare has been paid. So it's like cattle. You're herded on. The oarsmen push off. Um, you are transported across the river, and you make it into Port 13. Uh, outside of being pickpocketed and accosted <laughs> uh, via arrow, um, you have made it back to Port 13 safely. You've relatively said nothing to each other in the last yeah. hour and a half. Can I look at the letter well? Did any of you even ask me about the arrow and the note? I didn't see it. 
You're at the front. I rolled real low. I mean, I would. I would have asked. He rolled pretty low too. When we got on the when we got on the boat to you know because I figure we got ten minutes. Yep. And it's quieter there finally. Cathra. Mm Mhm. What was that arrow all about? Just a message. Whatever. (laughs) Eh. Someone decided to send me a message. Fun. We're leaving. I'm not too worried. Should we be worried? Nope. How aggressive was that statement? The red looked fairly uh, foreboding, if you ask me. (laughs) Yeah, if you saw that shot, if they wanted to be aggressive, they would have hit me. That was more of just like a It's just a message. A warning shot. Yep. Shot across the bow, as it were. But we're leaving, and so... Dindal gets a uh, a m- somewhat Dindal or Galen. Dindal gets a oh. somewhat menaced, men- a menacing look from Galen because Galen saw the note go in the pocket. Uh, you there's a a glance toward the pocket that the pieces of paper are in, and then are you trying to intimidate? No, I'm just. Letting him know that right, Galen yeah. saw what mm-hmm. happened. Okay. And what he does with that, that's up to him. But I kind of make a motion and be like, kind of point and like, kind of like nod like, you want to get in this pocket too? Do you want to see what's in the pocket? <laughs> it's prison rules. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> right out the gate this season. So Galen, Galen thinks that if you want to communicate, you have a spell mm-hmm. that silently sends a message. If you, th- this point at the pocket, he doesn't... You don't pick up on that? He's just like, I saw you put the thing in your pocket. He wants he wants you to know. He wants Galen wants Dindal to know, I saw what you did. That was hers. And as long as you know Galen is somewhat disapproving of mm-hmm. reading other people's mail. He's mm. good. He's not angry, just disappointed. He's disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you make it across the river. No incident on the on the ferries. Um, you arrive in Port Thirteen. You're kind of at the far end near Sailor's Boots. Um, you general area where you're going is the opposite end of Port Thirteen. So. It's like much, more east. Yeah, it's much east. less crowded now. Okay. Um, Thirty minutes or so on foot. Because like if you go north east, that's like more towards mm-hmm. like the Cannery Wharf and all those other like yep. other areas. So we're going like the opposite yep. direction almost. Yep. Are we making any stops before we go? Or are we going straight to the <laughs> boat? Don't think Kath will let us. No, we are going straight to the boat. Do you want to stop by and say this... bye to Francis? What? No? Okay. Just... You do pass sailors the boots. The guy's sailors boots. Our, our buddy. No. Okay. We're going to the boat. I'm just, I'm just asking. Do you need to say goodbye to people? No. Nope. I don't have any people. All my people are now. dead or <laughs> hey, taken, same. taken gone. <laughs> We've wasted enough time in this stupid city. Um, so. It's been, uh, been real. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Not in our time. <laughs> uh, um, so you uh, you walk um, you, you've been walking about 15 or 20 minutes 
And, uh, um, Dandal, why don't you roll perception for me? Uh, non-natural 20. Okay. Uh, so, this section of the dock, uh, is kind of, like, mid-sized, um, it's either personal, personal sailing vessels, um, small crews, and you see on the dock, uh, a collie of yours, um, human male, uh, his name is, um, Duncan Levy. Um, he, he waves you over. Uh, you, you have to pass him anyways, mm-hmm. and so he just, like, he sees you and he, he's like, Dandel! Is he a professor? Yeah, yeah, okay. he's, one, he's one of the professors. Duncan, uh, how are you? Oh, good, my boy, good, my boy. He's, he's much older than you. Yeah. Um, and, um, Would you have, would you have run ahead of everyone else? When he no, I would, I'm always like uh, wishing, like I almost like I'm having to like hide this expression of like crap, like yeah, hoping to avoid people. Okay, um, he just says, uh, he says, um, heard heard rumor that you're leaving. Yes, uh, we're going on something of an adventure. Uh, some uh, scholarly work needs to be done up in the north. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, and he, he he's kind of an absent-minded mm-hmm. professor. He looks around and he says, uh, uh, and he, he spots her and he says, ah, there she is. He says, I know, I know, you need to go, boy. I'm sorry. This is your replacement. And um, he says, uh, Matilda, Matilda. <laughs> he waves her over. And uh, she turns and it is a, it's a beautiful halfling woman. And um, she turns and she walks, she approaches and she says, uh, yes, Dr. Levy. He says, um, "This is this is my friend. Uh, this is this is Dindal, um, the the one you're you're taking over for." And um, she extends a hand. She says, "It's wonderful to meet you." And I'll uh, shake her hand back. Uh, I've heard uh, good things from the king. Uh, best of luck this semester, and however long my sabbatical is, um, wish you all the best. Oh, well, thank you. Um, she, she says it, uh, it looks like. You all have had a busy day, crowded. Yeah, we were uh, at the execution. Not uh, not my favorite venue. Uh, I would imagine not. That's those are terrible affairs. No, definitely. And uh, crowds are not my favorite. No, I was I was lucky to miss it. And she turns and she points and she says, she says I've just arrived about an hour ago. Mm. And she points to the ship, and uh, it's, it says uh, like you can see the the stern of the ship. Um, and on it is painted uh, Moonlight Veil. Um, she says, um, "She says, uh, sorry, I, Doctor Levy, and I must be must be going." She's here. Take this, and off her person, she takes a necklace with a it's a golden chain, mm-hmm. and it's got a small crystal orb, and okay. it's like in a golden nest. And she says, "She says here, if if you ever have any questions, you need to." pass anything along to me for your students like you can communicate this way thank you Um, roll arcana for me please well that's a one uh for a seven for a seven okay mark mark it mark it yep oh first 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 season two um so yeah it's what she hands you it's it's this gold necklace with a crystal uh, orb in it 
honestly, it's no bigger. The orb is no bigger than the size of a D20. Um, but it sits in this like golden nest. And the crystal appears filled with some kind of liquid. You're not sure what. Um, but can I, can I, like, she's handing him this thing. Can I check her motives somehow to like? You have no idea who she is, other than she's she's replacing him. You wouldn't. I would argue you wouldn't have. I mean, okay, just insight on. Yeah, is, is she is she handing them this to actually roll insight? Yeah. Uh, 21. She is handing him a gift. Okay. Would I recognize this at all? Uh, you can roll Arcana. Okay. 19. Um, you, you heard her say, here, take this. You can use it to communicate with me. You think it's magical. Okay. Right. Some kind of magical properties. But Similar to the one that Galen had. Kind of, probably. Um, but you're not really sure which, or, or you're not sure what it does. You would have to um, detect, or not Ident- detect. Identify it. Yeah, identify. You have to identify it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, best of luck, and uh, thank you for uh, filling in such short notice. My pleasure. And so, Duncan will uh, take her, uh, he, he <laughs> stoops down, and he takes her by the arm, or you know, he offers her his arm, and um, the two of them, you see them leave. So, you're free to make your way. You, you've you not seen the ship that you're going to, so mm-hmm. you have to ask around. But we were told it's the Henrietta's Lament, right? Mm-hmm. You're told it's called okay. Henrietta's Lament. Do you know the person, Catherine? No? I don't. Okay, I couldn't remember if um, you knew the ship or not. No, um, I don't. Are you, are you, have you stopped, or are you still going? I mean, I stood and watched that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dindal. That whole exchange I, took like less than two minutes. Can yeah. I, can I see that necklace real quick? Yeah, sure. I drop it in the bag of holding so it can't be traced. I have a, I have one of those too. I was going to do that. <laughs> I can identify it. Later. Let's get on a boat. As we're walking, I do go, Dindal, I do have a question. Yeah. Um, your replacement, she's not by chance staying in your tower for the time being, is she? Well, I don't know. Yeah, you have no, you have no clue. I haven't your wasn't told she was. Lovely. Are there any other keys to that room in the bottom? No, I have them. Okay. And I wasn't even told what it did, so I don't think, unless Burroughs knew her on an intimate level, I don't think she does either. Okay. I mean, we only found out what it does because a god literally talked to my brain. (laughs) You'd be surprised how many gods talk in people's heads. So. Yeah, I'm like, I do this like physical, like, count, like, one, two. Yeah, you're right. That, That is weird. (laughs) <laughs> so Alright, let's go Just another thing to be worried about Alright So, you you make your way down the docks um, Is anybody asking Questions, or are you just like uh, Can we just go to the, like, the dock master? Yeah, yeah, the dock master's there um, He's a kind of a big Portly man um, He says, uh, can I help you? Uh, we're looking for the Henrietta's Lament Oh, the lament. And he turns and he points and he says, uh, big one down there at the end. You actually have to... Yeah, it's down at the end. Odd. Odd characters. How so? He doesn't elaborate. He just says, odd. <laughs> okay. All right. There's nine of them. 
Oh, like odd number. I get yeah. it now. Okay. Odd characters, nine of them. There you go. Okay. That makes sense. It's probably It's definitely what he meant. Um, so you, you turn and you look, and the, the vessel he points out to you is... Um, it is huge. Um, does anybody have proficiency in sailing? I just have cartographers. Land vehicles, not yeah. ocean vehicles. Nope. Okay. Um, so here's what I want you to do. I want you, Dindal, I want you to roll intelligence. Catherine, you can as well, because ship's general ship knowledge would have been somewhat in your uh, military training. Can I roll because I live near the ports? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I didn't think just, that would work. Yeah, just regular intelligence. Well, yeah, I'm not very smart, so it's fine. As opposed to super intelligence. Uh, I got a 10. Okay. 17. Okay. Okay, dang it. I thought that was caught. <laughs> it's fine. It's 10. 10. Okay. So, Catherine, you're you're really the one to... Kinda, you you put together a lot of the dimensions of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's roughly 200 feet long without the bowsprit. So, the bowsprit is what comes off the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it is a three-masted sailing vessel. And it is all square rigged. Um, you can see that the sails are all tied up. Um, the, they've not. And you can you can see there's a lot of people around uh, as they are getting ready to leave. Um, so you, have so, we seen any black watch on the dock? No. Okay. I say that roll perception. Twenty uh. <laughs> two. At the at the entrance, to like, the dockmaster has his own security, and he's he is very like, he will only let certain people. So you don't see any Blackwatch once you actually enter the dock in Port Thirteen. Yeah, you saw Blackwatch, but um, so this this vessel is two hundred feet long, three masted, square rigged. Um, it is a beast of a ship. Um, on the on the port side of the ship, which is facing you, um, you see uh, you see uh, twenty one guns, twenty one cannon. Um, you can you assume based off your knowledge that it is the same on the other side. So there's a, this boat have, has forty two cannon on it. So is it more like a warship? It's it is um, it is not a warship, but it. It looks like a warship that has now been kind of recommissioned for something okay. else. But the guns are still there. Got um, it. Yep. This boat can handle itself in a fight. It can. Um, pirates. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, right? Let's steal the boat. No. <laughs> Wait, we got to have somebody jump in the water to do that. <laughs> Who's going in the water? All right. <laughs> Well, All right, just uh, across as, the water. as you approach, Lady Vonnegut, no, no, not a button. Not <laughs> um, sorry, Catherine, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, now that we know, let's just go. Okay. Right. So you walk down the dock, and um, one, at its birth, um, there, there are two figures, um, both about six feet tall. Um, the one on the left... Um. Uh, he looks like a rabbit. 
or a hare, if you um, stood him on his hind legs. Um, you know from Narstel's description that this is the captain. Okay. Um, he is, uh, his fur is like dark brown, almost black, and uh, the tufts of his ears are beginning to gray. Um, he wears uh, wireframe glasses, and he's smoking a pipe, and you, you see him, he has uh, some kind of leather-bound journal open, uh, and he's talking to another creature. Okay. Captain. He, he looks up. Ugh. Dwarf, you must be Kathra. I am. Narstil has told me a lot about you. <laughs> I've heard about you as well. And you see him, he blows this, like, magical smoke. Um, uh, it's actually, it's a sailing vessel that he blows <laughs> out, which is fun. Um, and um, he turns... He kind of looks over his shoulder. He says, this is the lament. Welcome aboard. Um, I have a few checklist items to finish, but um, the surgeon here will uh, take you aboard and get you settled. And when he says the surgeon, you look and um, there is a equally as tall, um, but where... Um, where the captain is lithe and muscular, uh, or uh, sorry, lithe and like long. Um, the surgeon is, he's equally as tall, but he is more muscular. Um, he is, um, Dindal, you would be the only one with really any kind of knowledge of this. So roll, roll, an, uh, roll an intelligence check. Uh, ten. Ten? Um, some kind of exotic humanoid. Um, you're not really sure which. Tall, uh, short? Tall. Equally as tall as the captain. Um, uh, big muscular legs. Um, long arms. Uh, he looks, looks like he could win in a fight. Um, uh, he's got a long tail kind of curls up behind him um, shorter tufted ears um, and he says uh, as, as you approach um, he extends a hand it's furry and it's got short black claws um, I'm blanking out. oh okay he says uh, he says I'm, my name is Rufus it's good to meet you I reach out and shake his hand I'm Cathra Catherine, welcome aboard the Henrietta's Lament. And he goes down the line and he introduces himself to all of you. He says, uh, come with me. I will, uh, I will show you to your quarters. Um, I look forward to spending some time with you. And, uh, so he will lead you, uh, up the, up the gangplank, uh, onto, onto the deck. Um, there are about 150 people on deck, uh, either either on deck or up in up in the rigging. Um, do you do anything? Say anything? I was kind of looking around as we're walking to, I'm assuming below deck or wherever he's going to take us. Mm -hmm. Just kind of looking at all the people on sh on deck. Okay. As we're going. So as you get on deck, 
Rufus, he um, he points to to one man, um, and he says, uh, he says that is, um, he says we call him Mouse, and um, Mouse is a Firbolg. Um, Mouse is uh, our bosun, and um, about ten feet away from you, um, this humanoid drops to the deck. Um, Dino, you recognize it as a satyr. Um, and he says, uh, oh, Jove, um, these are our, these are our guests. And Jove kind of, uh, you know, kind of waves you off. And, um, not trying to be rude, he's just in the middle of the job. And he's, Rufus says, uh, and that is Jove, our master of sale. So, come, um. I will. Uh, I will take you to your quarters. Thank you. And um, you go down a narrow stairwell or staircase. Um, as you go down, uh, after about six steps, you can see what is the gun deck. And uh, he kind of stops on this small landing, and he says, uh, "He says above is the spar deck. This is the gun deck." Um, you, this is this and the hold, are the only decks you are not allowed on without an escort. Just nature of the business. Um, the spar deck, the birth, uh, the birthing deck, free reign. Um, and he points towards uh, the rear of the ship, and he says, uh, "Captain's quarter is on the back of the gun deck. Um, also the galley, and um, the." He says, we have one powder room here. And he, he, he points uh, on uh, what would be the starboard side. Uh, he says, he says we, have, we have one powder room there. Powder, we have one powder room in the aft of the ship and uh, um, one in the front. So then he'll, as you get to the gun deck, you see um, this Aarakocra. Um, Catherine, you're the one because you, you've dealt with Eric Coker mm-hmm. pretty extensively. Um, uh, and you, you, you've you been around them enough, like, you can differentiate male and female. Um, there are subtle differences. Um, but uh, this is a female barn owl, Eric Kokra. And uh, Rufus says, ah, that is, uh, that is the good lady wise. Um, and you see around her, uh, she calls out orders. There is a crew of um, Sverf Neblin. You've seen several of them before uh, when you were in the mines. Uh, that is her gun crew. So she is. you see her running them through drills. And Catherine, you kind of, you somewhat recognize, like, oh, she's, you know, she's 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 a commander. Mm-hmm. She's, she's running, running drills, making sure everybody's ready. Um you make it to uh, the berthing deck, and he says, uh, "This is crew quarters, uh, officers' quarters." And um, he says, "We've we've we've split you off uh, three in a room. Um, uh, two two of two of our officers are, are gonna um, take time on the deck uh, this voyage, uh, so that you all have a room." Um. Uh, you, he he says, he says, "Come on, I'll I'll, sh- I'll show you where they are." 
Um, and as as you walk down the length of the ship, um, walking towards aft or walking towards the rear of the boat, uh, on on the starboard side is sorry, starboard is my right. Um, on the starboard side, you see uh, hundreds of hammocks hung up. That's where the crew sleeps. Um, How many crew do you have? Um, not including. Six of you and our other guest, 330. How many guests? Just us? Se- and seven. The six of you, and there's there's one other. Um, uh, a man named Charles Vicker. Styles himself a resurrectionist. To what now? A, resurrect- a resurrectionist? He, he, call, he calls himself a resurrectionist. Interesting. He, wealthy from Hallstatt. He paid a lot of money. What was his name again? Charles Victor. Okay. None of us. I haven't heard. No, I haven't heard of that. This is um, a newfangled religion. (laughs) From what? Hallstatt. Yeah, Hallstatt is is where Rufus says he's from. He says he says yeah we uh, we picked him up in Hallstatt uh, on our stop there, and we came here. We've been here about three weeks. Um, and he kind of like. They kind of side-eyes you, Kathra. It's like we've been here three weeks. <laughs> believe me. I, ca- yeah, I catch that. Yeah. I'll, I'm just going to say, believe me. I would have rather have left three weeks ago. She's not like... Um, and he says... Uh, have we even met three weeks ago? Well, okay. It's closer to two weeks. Closer to two weeks ago. Sorry. Um, and uh, he says... Um, he says, yeah. So these are these are the crew quarters you will be staying in, or the the officers' quarters you'll be staying in. How much f- space is between the officers? Is it on the same wing, same side, or is so it like the spaced? Yeah. So w- once you come down onto the berthing deck, it's mostly open. Mm-hmm. The very back of the ship, um, there's uh, there's like five there's five basically five rooms per side. Um, they're real they're small. Mm-hmm. Um, or they look small on the outside. Um, but he says he says these are the officers' quarters. Um, and he says uh, so he, he opens the first door on the on the port side. And he says, uh, uh, "You said your name was Galen." Yes, sir. Galen, uh, the three of you, and he points Galen, Dindal, Brellen. Three of you will be staying here. And as he opens it up, like. The room is the room is larger than it should be, um, and he says, uh, "He says, don't let it freak you out. It's a little, little trick we do." Um, gives gives the officers uh, some breathing room, and so the the room that should be about eight by ten is is roughly three or four times that size, um, because magic. <laughs> um, he says. Uh, he says, so this this is your room? And then he walks, you know, 15 feet. And he opens another door uh, on the opposite side. Uh, and he says, um, Cathra, you and the rest, or the rest of you will be staying here. So which officers do we have to thank for these lovely accommodations? Uh, actually, the two officers we saw in deck, Mouse and Jove. Um, they, uh, they volunteered to, to give up their quarters for this trip. 
No wonder Joe was so dismissive. Oh, he's, um... The city is a bad reminder for him. So, um... But that is that is his story to tell. So, who who got Joe's cabin? The y- you did, Galen. So you're saying these are our accommodations by Joe? Ignore him. The rest of us do. Between you and me, the captain has a very strict policy on <laughs> bad jokes. It won't help. I ignore it most of the time. But I am the surgeon. He he kind of can't get rid of me. Um. He says, "Uh, now I have duties to attend to uh, before we leave. But uh, as a matter of record keeping, um, once we are once we are at sea, if you wouldn't mind um, accommodating me." Uh, I do a non-invasive physical. I, I I check everyone. I make notes on injuries you might currently have, so that I know how to treat you in the future. Kind of eyeball Bracken. I kind of give him a look of mind your business. And he says, uh, he says it is it is for the the ship's records. Um, but is that normal? For for the ship surgeon to to kind of know who's aboard, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you, you don't find it weird. Um, you're so when you would transfer, if you would transfer divisions in the mm-hmm. military, you would you would go and get a checkup. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's not out of the realm of. Okay. Crazy. I, I probably need to have my prostate checked anyway. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Danny or Dindal? <laughs> I'm gonna say it's Danny. Um, so I can cut that. Um, oh gosh. Um, as we're just kind of standing there, wait, I don't even think I know this. I look at Dindal and I look at Bracken. Have you guys sailed a lot? Uh, or Galen too. Does the ferry count? <laughs> no, never. I've never really. Just the one left time the I left Thorncall and came here. Oh. Um, and you were in a of, you were in a merchant vessel, so yeah. it was. Different. You kind of remember barely leave the tower, you know, that's kind of my thing. Hmm. Galen? When Hollick brought me to Estricus was the first time I'd seen the ocean. Oh. Alright. Uh, Lyra? Brellin? No. I'm, I'm, nope. I'm... I'm never, I, well, I've left the city once, but I was kind of dead. So. Hey, Brellin says that? Yeah. Okay, Let's make sure. Just kind of put my head in my hands, like really. You now Lyra surely has. Oh yeah, she she's like uh, yeah, I was a, 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 I've I've pirated. Okay. I've pirated. It, it's a job. Hmm. You do you do what you do. You go where the money is. She steals DVDs. I was gonna say all those MP3s. <laughs> <laughs> a massive torrent file <laughs> on a <her> computer. <laughs> um, she says uh. She says, yeah, you know, I was six months or so, but no, nothing crazy. I didn't kill anybody. Well, I didn't kill anybody that didn't deserve it. Well, hold on. Mm. <laughs> they all deserve it they for all, some reason. They, all des- they do all deserve it for some reason. The pirates are the people you pirated from? The dead people. They deserved it. Where did you pirate from? 
Um, Other pirates or? That is a story that I am not going to tell you. Oh. <laughs> okay. There, there are there are things I. You're, you're fine. Uh, I'm going to kind of wander off. Okay. So, Dino, you're going to wander the vessel. Mm-hmm. Galen, what are you going to do? Uh, Galen's gonna uh, probably go up on deck and just keep a watch until we are away from where people can try to sneak on the ship. Okay. Catherine, what are you wanting to do? I just want to uh, kind of go and see if I can just uh, watch Wise and watch... Um, kind of the drills that they're doing and if I get a chance to talk to Wise I will take it but if not I'm I'm not going to like push myself in there. Okay. I'm just going to watch. Okay. Um, what what would Lyra be doing? Um. <laughs> not, not that. He said you, what? God who? We need, you, to get, we need to have a talk with those two. You started ASAP. that. Um, it's your fault. Yeah. Um, I think Lyra is going to just going to go check out the ship just get really familiar with it. Okay. Uh, and then, Bracken, what what are you and Brellin doing? Um, Brellin is honestly probably just like watching everything like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, like standing kind of on the top of the deck, not really in the way, but also kind of in the way, like in front of ropes. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And the moves is like in front of yeah. the bear. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Um, oh my bad, my bad. Yeah, just like not really in the way, not enough to like hinder anything, but just enough to be like kind of annoying. Um, Bracken is just kind of wandering around, um, not necessarily looking for Charles, but also kind of looking for Charles. Yeah, a little okay. bit. It's kind of conspicuously looking. All right. Yes. So uh, <laughs> definitely we'll... not looking. Okay, so we'll start with Galen, uh, and we'll just go this way around the table. Um, so roll, uh, roll perception. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Um, really, you you don't see anything um, in the about hour you're still at port or still at dock. Um, you see the you see the captain. Uh, he he never really left his post. Um, he's there checking off final things. Um, you see a few dock workers. Um, uh, and these are dock workers you would recognize from your time uh, that you worked with Holic. Um, you know they bring up they bring things up. They're loading the vessel, <coughs> um, but they load it and they get right back off. Um, most of the, the the big loading is already done. The provisions and the water that's all mostly done. This is small merchant items. Um, so yeah, you don't you don't really see anything. Can I call Brellin over when I see him kind of being in the way? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Hey, hey, Brellin. Brellin, come here. Yeah. So, uh, this is probably a better place to stand. Kind of not in the way. He walks over. He, like, puts his elbow on the rail. It's like, I don't know how, yeah, to, that's, sta- that's, I don't know how to stand on boats. That's awkward. Rails are usually, like, hip height. So, if he's putting his elbow on he, it. He was, being, he was being weird. He's like, I'm... I'm Hey, so you remember that conversation we were having? Uh, I think it was in the King's Palace, um, about where you turn into animals. Oh yeah, yeah. 
you turn into like you turn into a fish? I've never tried, but probably. Hmm. Huh. Like big fish, little fish. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, maybe we'll try that out in, in a while. Uh, but yeah, you were, we were talking about how like when you're a when you're like a you feel like you could turn into a cat. And, oh yeah, Easy. and and it wouldn't wouldn't have a lot of a lot of st- like a lot of hit health. It would not. not yeah, you know, yeah, like one one kick and I'm one kick and you. Um, and you remember we were talking about the the whole uh, if. If you turn into that and you get hurt, you come back to your what you look like now. Yeah. Uh, we, we were talking about trying that out and seeing if seeing how that'll work. What would you think about tonight when we're in the cabin? Because I know Dindal can do a little healing okay. in, in case something goes wrong. We we try that out and see see what happens. Cool. You want to experiment? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. We'll Let's do experiment it. tonight. All right. Sounds good. Shenanigans. I dig it. <laughs> the, the, That's what's going for, on in the guy's for, cabin. For our readers, uh, Meg is shooting daggers at... <laughs> no, I'm not shooting. I'm like holding my hands like they're under... But you're across the table now. <laughs> All right. Dino. Um, you said you're wandering the... Yeah, I'm wandering. below deck. You said there, the first one you said was called the... What deck? So the top deck is called the spar deck. Spar deck, okay. My handwriting is wonky on that. Okay, spar deck. That's the top deck where everybody mm-hmm. is, where you guys are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so the gun deck we're not allowed on. Yep. You, you can stand at like the viewing platform right. where you have to be invited like in the company of an right. officer. If I go down there, like I get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the birthing deck, which has it's all the accommodations yep. for people to stay and everything. Yep. Crew, there's some storage there. Um there's a there is a powder magazine there as well. I'm just kinda aimlessly walking around, kind of familiarizing myself below deck seeing if there's anything interesting or unusual not yeah. really um, just kind of aimlessly walking yeah there's there's hammocks and there's uh, there's some some trunks that are like fastened to the wall for personal items okay. um, but nothing like all the all the officers doors are closed uh, like the like the rooms that y'all are staying in okay. all of them are closed and I'm gonna make a point of like taking all my stuff and putting it in the bag of holding so all I have is the bag of holding okay as I'm walking around, I'm just kind of like aimlessly looking around. Okay. Um. Yeah, you don't you don't really see anything outside of the architecture of the ship. Seems seems well crafted, in in your judgment. <coughs> um. Cathra, so you said you're standing. There's there. There's a small landing, but it's kind of an observation. A small observation deck. Mm-hmm. Um, the captain would stand there and observe, um, or the first mate would. Um, so you stand there, and um, about half an hour goes by, and um, to this point, Wise has kind of ignored your presence. Not she's not actively ignoring yeah. you; she's just doing her job. And um, she she comes over and she says, uh, "Come on." She'll wave you onto the gun deck. Okay. She says, uh, you look like you've got some kind of military training. Yeah, I'm in a past life. It seems. (laughs) Uh, you ever dealt with any cannon like this? Have I? Um, 
Uh, roll a history check. Uh, that's a nine. No, uh, there, there were, there were, so there was an engineering division. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, they were experimenting with cannon, um, but a lot of what you guys fought up north, um, you, it was, it was so wet. Gunpowder, mm-hmm. wet gunpowder is uh, no bueno. Um, so you, they, you mostly dealt with like big ballistas okay. and big crossbows. Yeah. Um, so you're, you've seen, you've seen one before. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen it in use. Like you've seen it fired. Yeah. Um, but they were like they were, that engineering division was a was a testing division. Yeah. Is is all it was. Okay. Um, trying to test out new technology. Yeah. So I'll tell her. Uh, yeah, I've seen this. I I was more the hand to hand. I I didn't do a lot with this kind oh. of stuff. Well, when uh, when we get to see, well, obviously you're a dwarf. Um, she's she's very straightforward. Um, obviously you're a dwarf. Um, you fought alongside my people, the mm-hmm. dwarf. Um, with a lot of respect for you and your kind. So uh, you have an open invitation. Anytime you want to be on deck, you have it. Thank you. And uh, at some point, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll give you a run through. That would be uh, very that'd be that'd be great. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, she says, uh, "You want to see something fun?" Sure. I need something good out of this day. <laughs> um, and so she turns, and she instead of speaking, she hoots. Um, uh, like she's hunting, and um, all of all of the Swift Neblin, they turn, they snap at attention, um, and uh, they will they will look at you, and they will each one of them will bow, and she says, "Uh, it's a fun trick I taught him." <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot handier than me just yelling at him. You know the company. It it does come in handy. Um, she says, uh, "Pro tip: um, get in good with the chef, and he will make you whatever you want." What's his name? His name's Isaac. Will do. But keep that as a closely guarded secret. I'm not even gonna tell the people I'm with. Good, Harsh. smart, harsh. That's like probably the worst thing anyone's done in this campaign so far. That's messed up. That's messed up. Of all of the things, that's the worst. That is. Okay. That changes your alignment, I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> that's how bad that is. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure you're chaotic evil now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's messed, messed up. up. <laughs> um, Bracken. Ah. What would you like to do? I'm definitely not looking for the other guest on board. Okay. For sure, looking for that guy. Okay. Uh, roll an investigation check. Yeah, that guy's gonna go well. Uh, no, but see, he's over there now, and he can't tell me what dice to roll. Three from the left. <laughs> That's gonna get real weird in the audio. <laughs> I'm gonna rule that one out. What the? 
Are your dice cursed this season? All of them suck. This season. Last season too, dude. Again, it's only when I roll because when Berlin rolls, it's pretty fine. Mm-hmm. Um, perception, you say? Investigation. Or investigation. Investigation. Not better. Can I roll stealth like, just for fun? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Go ahead and oh! roll, roll roll stealth anyways. Because... Do you want me to re-roll it or? No, no. Roll. roll Fifteen. St- <laughs> okay. Um, nice. That was gonna work. So you're very sneaky, but you're just bad at it. Fifteen's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Fi- no, no. Going from a. If I'm doing stealth, I have advantage. You're you're being sneaky. You just can't find him. But oh, yeah, yeah. You, you check nothing. you check all the doors and all the doors are locked. <laughs> he is well, sneakier I mean, than you. Mm-hmm. So, um, after about an hour goes by, you all hear the sound of a horn, um, from way above. Um, and you feel the lurch of the ship as it is pushed away from the dock. Um, do all of you make your way up the top? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going yeah. up top. Okay. So as you make your way to the top, um, uh, kind of the, the the full company of this watch, which is about 100, 160 individuals, um, you see them with these 12-foot oars and they, you see all of them like in unison pushing, and um, so they push, and with not a lot of men, um, the boat begins to ease out, and uh, you hear cries from the helmsman. Uh, he is he is calling orders um, to the riggers, and they are they're beginning to drop sails. Um, and adjust the rigging to catch the wind as they turn. <clears throat> um, and you see him at the helm. And at, at this point, there's actually there's more than one helmsman um, because it, it's a it's a double helm. Um, so you see two you see two men, one calling out orders. Um, they are they are turning the ship and turning the ship into the wind. Um, there's uh where's the blazer pointer so in Estricus so this whole this whole thing this whole big bay is called the Bay of Spears but to get out of because this whole thing is the port to get out of the port um and into open water um it's gonna take about 45 minutes or so um See so you 45 minutes or so go by. You get you get on op- or you get in open water. Um you're on the boat. <laughs> you made it. I only took an entire Finally. season. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> um there That's is any indication of how slow things are going for us. There is a I mean it's been like it takes us a long time to get anything done. We're obnoxious. We um Resemble that remark. Um, Obnoxious or slow? Yes. Um, you. This first, uh, really, the first two hours. Um, uh, once you've once you've pushed away, uh, it is a hive of activity. Um, p- 
people and it, but it, it is a well-oiled machine people know what they're doing they know where they're supposed to be um they're folks are you know they're they're climbing the mast these masts are 80 feet tall and they're they're climbing them without you know without any support um they're just going up and down like it's nobody's business um you know you look like you had a question no okay um so uh as you have begun to set sail um the sun begins to set it's gonna take a while um and uh as you're standing are you are you still standing at the railing yeah okay um you feel this kind of furry padded hand on your shoulder and uh you look and it's rufus this is uh galen right yeah do you mind if we do you mind if i check you over no for my records yeah um and so he will lead you down he leads you down to the gun deck <coughs> um the gun crew is um uh, you see now they've chained all of the guns to their positions um the hatches are closed and uh he says uh he says my my sweet my surgeon's suite is down this way um so you get to the other side of the gun deck um, which takes up about half the half the vessel, um, and on the on the back side of the vessel, you see clearly like you see the captain's quarters. Um, to the port side of the ship is uh, there are two larger, or sorry, three um, rooms, uh, uh, staterooms, um, and then the the galley is in the middle. And then to the to the starboard side is the uh, the surgeon suite, and it's like it's open air. Um, he's got curtains that he pulls, um, and so he says, uh, "Please have a seat." All right. Um, and he's uh, you see him. He comes in and he um, he yeah, he's got his lab coat on, and he pulls a journal out of a out of a roll up desk or. Yeah, a roll-up desk. Pulls a journal out and he sets it down and he says, uh, he says, uh, your full name? Galen Volbrand. So you see him, he scribes Galen Volbrand. Um, he says, uh, and how old are you, Galen? 18. 18. No, sorry, 19. 19. Um, he kind of, he kind of looks you over and he says, uh, you didn't grow up in the city, did you? No. You look healthy. <laughs> Um, and you, you see him, he, he's got several, the, the back wall, um, is the, the side of the, the vessel. Um, and he has, he has maps, um, of different lands. And he says, uh, he says, where did you, he says, where did you grow up? Um, we, uh, he'll go over to the, to the map of Barris mm-hmm. and be like, well, so... My fan had three camps. One was here, one was here, and one was here. We went to one of these two in the summer, and our winter camp was the one in the south. Interesting. Nomadic people. 
uh, in the Feywild, my my people are nomads. Um, where's, where's where's that? The Feywild? Yeah, it's um, it's here, but it's not here. If, I'm no, not. That, you're I'm, about to say if that makes sense. It doesn't make sense. No, I'm and I'm not good at explaining it. That's Mouse. That's that, his territory. That's, that's fine. Um, but I'm from the Feywild. And um, he says, he says, I realize I probably look quite strange to you. Yeah, yeah. Never seen anybody look quite like you before. I'm called an Osferanter. Um, an Osferanter, it's a kangaroo. Um, he is a red kangaroo. So his. Spell that word. Osferanter. I'll, <laughs> I'll text it to you later. Um,. It's it's it is a humanoid animal type I made up for this. Okay. Um, he says um, he says I'm an Osferanter. Um, he said uh, most of my most of my kin um, are violent, and and you see he points out um, over his right eyebrow he's got a pretty gnarly scar. Um, he's got big, thick, bushy eyebrows, and the the eyebrows hide it. But he does have the he does have a scar there, and you can tell by looking at him like he looks like he could take somebody in a fight. And he says, uh, he says I grew up having to fight, but I got out of it, and now I do this. I care for people. Oh, that's fine. I used to do a lot of fighting. There were like, I don't know, 15, 20 of us around the same age. And we we did a lot of sparring. Sounds fun. Well, fun, relative. Yeah. If you enjoy it, it's fun. I did not. I was... I was good at it if I could keep out of their hands, but if they got a grip on me, they could usually beat me. So I tried to tried to get in and out quick. Smart strategy. Um, do you have any um, do you have any existing injuries that I should be made aware of? No, not that I know of. Pretty. Pretty seem, good shape. Yeah, you seem fairly healthy. He says, uh, "Do me a favor. Um, are you wearing Are you wearing your shirt and your uh, yeah, I'm in I'm in the shirt because we were in town. Uh, he says, "If you don't mind, um, he says I'm gonna I'm gonna check your lungs, check your heart. Um, and he says, he says, "Do you mind to remove Do you mind to remove your shirt? Yeah, take a shirt off, stick and, it in the bag. And um, he's got a he's got a device. Um, it looks like a stethoscope." Galen wouldn't know what that is no. but that's what it is and um, so he puts the ends in his ears and he puts it up on your chest and he tells you to breathe deeply um, and he checks front and back and he says uh, he says you seem to be in fine physical health are you wearing the pauldron I wouldn't have had it under the, like it when he gets done checking me out, yeah, I'll put the pauldron on because I'm not going to put the shirt back on now sure. that we're at sea. Um, he says, 
if you don't mind me asking, what is what is the mark on your arm? I, there are sailors that have tattoos, but you don't appear to be a sailor. It's a fame mark. Fane mark. And he, he like jots a note. And what exactly is a fane mark? Um, when, when a member, a clan member gets to the age where they're becoming a full, full member of the clan, uh, they grow up, they become an adult. Uh, they go on a, a little trip, uh, by themselves. It's usually about two weeks to get from, they take a different route from the South camp to the North camp. Mm -hmm. And on the completion of that trek by themselves, uh, they get a fane mark, uh, as a, as a proof that, that they've grown up, that they're, that they're an adult in the clan now. Sorry, you you just see me make those faces as well. Galen, thank you for seeing me. You're welcome. Hopefully, outside of social interactions, I never have to treat you. Because while we are on a ship and my resources are limited. Um, but we've, we've got some resources too. It's good to know. Um, and he says, uh, he says here, and he holds out, you see me holds out a leather pouch and he says, treat. He says, a treat. There you go. And it's open for you to like reach your hand inside and grab something out. I'll reach in. Okay. Um, so as you reach your hand in, um, you, you grab this, it feels like a crystal, like a, like a little crystal bottle and pull it out and it's, um, it's about seven or eight inches tall. Um, it's, is this bag like a, seem like a bag of holding? Kind of. Okay. Kind of, it's kind of similar. Pulling, um, pulling something too big out of yeah. this bag. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, so, uh, the, the base of this, like, crystal bottle, um, uh, it's about the size of a soda can. And, uh, it gets, it tapers and gets skinnier on top. It's got a small crystal stopper in it. Um, and inside is this, like, greenish liquid. Um, do you open it up? I say for now, do you drink this now or later? Or uh, it's it, it's a treat. It's um, I, I I dabble a little bit in the arcane, and it is a um, it's a it's a sweet treat. Yeah, Galen will take a drink, and um, it is a it is a very minty liqueur. Um, it's not alcoholic, but it's it's sweet and mint, and it kind of reminds you of home. There's some grassy notes on the back end. It's pretty good. And uh, he says, uh, he says, between you and me, that little bottle will fill up every day. So, have cool. a treat. So I keep this. Yeah, that's yeah, oh. for you. Well, thanks. I'll put it in my bag of holding. Okay. So you can mark that you have a crystal bottle. Let's see. I called it. I actually called it something. Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Peppermint liquorum. L I Q U O R U M. Yep. Okay. Oh, thank you, Bob. Thank you, Doc. You're welcome. That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> um, 
and he says, uh, he says, come, I'll, I'll walk with you back to the spar deck. So the two of you will walk to the spar deck, and he will leave you to conduct whatever business you want. Um, hold on, I'm gonna roll. Nope. Incorrect. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to roll and ignore the result until I get the one I want. <laughs> well, it was you. D&D. It was <laughs> one, two, the three, perk and four. Of being the DM. Uh, so, Bracken, <laughs> as you are on deck, you're um, dead first. Yeah. Uh, the kangaroo man <laughs> kicks you off deck <laughs> into the ocean. Yep. It's dangerous, you two having conversations together. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't put them next to each other. <laughs> like the two talkative kids in the class fine, that are next to each fine. other. We have, we have not said a word to each we other. We haven't. We've been really good. You've just been texting one another. Mm. It's fine. We're fine. Keep um, going. So the uh, the Osferanter doctor, that's that's a mouthful. Um, he will approach you, okay. and he says, uh, "Bracken, hmm? would you mind? Um, for my records, I keep." Um, medical records of everyone that comes on board. He says, if you wouldn't mind uh, accompanying me to the surgeon suite. Um, he says, I just... You, and you see him, like, he comes up with Galen. Um, he says, uh, he says, if you wouldn't mind. You yeah, alright? Alright. And so you follow him down. Um, Does Bracken look uncomfortable? A little you, bit. Do you appear uncomfortable? A little bit. Not in a... Just... Bracken doesn't like being in close quarters with most anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brelin, he... He says, uh... Hey, sis, you, uh... You want coming? Yeah, why not? Keep you busy. And, uh... The doctor says... Interesting. Siblings. Well, come. you know. Come. He says, it's good, Bre- uh... Brelin, right? Yeah, it's me. He says, "He says I can, I can do your exam after, after Brackens." Um. He says, "Uh." Or so he he leads you down, and um. He says, "Um." He says, "If if you don't mind, um, what is uh full name?" Bracken Wild. So he writes down Bracken Wild, and uh. Bracken, how old are you? 23. 23, alright. Did you grow up in the city, or did you grow up somewhere else? In the city. Okay. Um, he says, uh, do you have any existing injuries, or anything (laughs) I as a doctor should be made aware of? (laughs) I've been injured a couple times, yeah. He says, do you mind if I... Uh, just off the top of my head, and I kind of like point to the scar across my face. My nose has been broken several times, you can tell. I kind of, not thinking about it, pull my uh, sleeve off my, like my uh, shirt to the side a little bit to mm-hmm. show my, I think it's my left shoulder. Yeah. Um, there's like a bullet, or not bullet. <laughs> don't know what those are. Like a arrow wound. There's like a wound. Okay. It's been, I'm assuming it's been enough time. It's yeah. Not bandaged anymore. It looks w- gross. And when you do the veins of gold. Yep. And uh-huh. he says, oh, that's interesting. Did you oh. take an arrow to the knee, too? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just I just 
the most easy to access injuries. I've been shot a lot. Like I say, I've I've pissed off a lot of people. Let's just put it at that. It'll save you more time. All right. He says, if you want, I've got a salve. I can heal that arrow wound. Nah, it's fine. It won't be the first. It will not be the last one I receive. So. Oh. All right. Um, sorry. The gold that. Uh, that um, it's not an injury. It's fine. Okay. Not an injury. Um, and he, at this point, he holds up his stethoscope and he says, "Do you mind if I?" He's, he says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this." And he he points to himself. And he says, yeah. "I'm gonna put this right here. I'm gonna check your breathing." All right. And so he has you breathe in and out, and you appear relatively healthy, a little underfed. Yeah, a um, little malnourished. Yeah. And, uh, it's like me in real life. <laughs> he uh, he walks over and he you see me. He, he writes something down, and uh, he tears it off and he hands it he hands it to you, and it says um, uh, allowance for one extra meal per day to help you get healthy. Okay, kind of take it like what am I supposed to do with this? And I put it in my pocket. Because right. you can't read it because it's a chicken scratch. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, um, it's Doctor Scribble. Plus, he's a kangaroo. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, if you could not write this down on record. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it will make any difference in the future. But I'm not a half elf. Okay. Um, do you, do you mind to elaborate at all? I just change into Brelin, and then oh. I change into him, and then I change back. Oh. You're a changeling. Technically, yeah. You, you don't have to hide here. We're all fake creatures. Uh, I appreciate it, but it's... I'm used to it by now. Well, for what it's worth in the Feywild, we don't look at you differently. <laughs> Fortunately, we are not in the Feywild, are we, Master Surgeon? Um, today we are not. <laughs> um, and he turns to Brelin, and he says, uh, and you, my boy? And he says, uh, uh, he kinda, he's kind of caught off guard. He's, um, well, I'm, uh, Bre Brelin Wild. I'm dead. Technically, and, it, and at this, he kind of he puts the quill down. He's okay. Explain. Hmm. And he says, "Well, I was murdered, and then I was made to not be murdered." He died when he was eleven and came back a week or so ago, ish. And how long elapsed between? Being dead and being uh, dead, alive. Uh, what are you? Yeah, I think I think we said it was seven years. Yeah. So seven years. So for my records, you're eighteen. I'll leave out the dead part. Um, although I will have questions. You and me both. Um, gonna make a surgery. Do. You, hmm. This piques my interest. Do you eat? And he says, uh, 
I can't I can eat. I don't have to. Huh. Interesting. He, sleep. he doesn't sleep either, it's really unnerving. Oh, that's that has to Is your brain okay? I don't think he has one, gonna be honest. To be fair, I thought that before he died. That's not like a new thing. <laughs> Brown just bites his tongue. Mm-hmm. Yep. He bites through it and falls <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. He's falling apart over there. Oh, no. Um, the, the stitches come out. The oh, side of his face just melts off. I know, right? Um, he says, uh, the doctor, he says, uh, well, you two have given me plenty to think about. Um, any questions for me? Nope. All right. Well, and he, you see him, he holds out his, he holds out this little leather pouch. And he says, well, Brelin, I, I know you don't eat, but if you want, there's a sweet treat inside. Brelin's like, oh, okay. So he reaches in and he pulls out, um, it's, it's this, it's this pouch and he opens it up and it's, it's these cherry fruit leathers and he's like oh man I love these and he he holds it out to you Bracken I'm alright thanks okay alright and uh so he'll put that away and he says I'll uh I'll escort you two back up to the to the deck um so he unless you have any questions for him he will escort you back um, mm-hmm. hold on, I gotta roll to find out which one. Dindal, he comes to you. He says, uh, Professor? Doctor? Um, <laughs> sorry, I, just, I think of that, that scene in uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> Top of the stairs, anyways. Uh, um, he says, uh, he says, if you wouldn't mind, um, Sure. So he escorts you down, and um, and uh, tell me, uh, what is what is your full name, sir? Dindel Valian, and I make a point of spelling it for him. D Y N D E. I mean, I mean A L. Dindel Valian, I before the E. Mm-hmm. Dindel Valian, and uh, tell me, Mister Valian, um. Where whereabouts did you whereabouts are you from? Uh Thorncall ish around up there. Thorncall. And he he looks at you and he reach like he he's close enough to like reach out mm-hmm. and he <coughs> your hair's like long and curly. Mm-hmm. And he kinda he's like, Oh. Yeah. Yep. I, I, see it I, now. I, I am half elf. Um, I see it now. Um he says, "What uh, what brought you to Astricus? It's a long way away." Uh, kind of ran away from home, I guess. Um, lots, of, lots of those out here. Yeah, lots of drama at home, so kind of left to make it on my own. Interesting, interesting. Um, tell me, do you um, do you have any outstanding injuries I should know about? Um, mm, I don't think so. 
Okay. Um, he says, have you ever seen one of these? And he pulls the stethoscope. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check your breathing. Sure. And he, so he checks your breathing, he checks your heart. He says, um, you seem fine. Mm-hmm. You seem relatively healthy. Um, professional curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you headed? Uh, we have a academic voyage that we're going on. Um, so as a professor, I was tasked to um, do some research up north. Interesting. Um, here he kind of points around. He says, it doesn't look like it here, but at home, I have quite the library. Um, if you ever come across any medical books, I would be willing to buy them off of you. Sure. I'll keep my eye out uh, after I read them. Sure, of course. I would expect nothing less. Do you have a special interest in any part of the uh, anatomy or um, training? Um, all humanoids are slightly different. Even those that we consider monstrous are um, interesting um, I don't I'm not one for body snatching it's not for me um, but if a body is donated um, I would gladly um, investigate and then very properly yeah. so I'll look for anything that's got anything on um, unique physiologies thank you I've noticed a, a trend amongst the crew, a lot of unique races. Where do you guys hail from? Uh, we are from the Feywild. We really. Um, roll an intelligence check. Um, uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. So, you you know about the Feywild? It's a little. It it was just outside of kind of your focus um conceptually what you understand is that on this so you estricus barris you exist on a plane of existence um the feywild basically sits on top um it is its own world um it is a mirror it is it is a considered a wild for lack of better terms a wild mirror Mm mm-hmm so it is everything. It's it's every color, every sensation, every experience, uh, or every um, every sensation turned up to fifteen. Um, so color, you know, colors are more vibrant. Um, food tastes different there. Um, time works. You're aware that time works differently in the Feywild. Um, you don't know the specifics. Um, but you are aware that something is off, or not off, but um, there is a difference between how time works. Um, and yeah. Is there a connection between Elf and Fae in this world, or no? Um, outside of outside of being the original Elves, they um they hailed from the Feywild 
have they have the roots of their lineage there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with many things, after the Great Migration, um, we, the elves of the Feywild, all creatures of the Feywild, lost something. We lost a bit of sparkle, as it were. Um, so there, there is there is some root connection, but um, anymore it's it's just a it's an ancestry. Okay. So he kind of like changes a little bit when he hears that they're from the Feywild. Um, his like demeanor kind of like shifts a little bit. Um, that's interesting. So, um, I guess as a person of Fey descent, you might have noticed the spelling of my name is a little different. It's not the Elven. I've been spelling it the more human way yeah. as of such. Um, so if you want to make your records more accurate, I guess, you can spell it the other way. Or, um, so he notes, you know, there, there's a difference in, in the naming. I haven't really told anybody about that, but yeah. Uh, um. Anything else? Mm. Is do, do you mind if I ask? Um, do you do you lean more human or elven um, in your day to day? I guess I've always identified more as human. Just um, wasn't treated very well by the elven community back in Thorncall. Um, part of the reason why I left. So I guess I guess I identify more as human. Okay. Sorry, it's uh, the part of my brain that is to ask questions. I I, I get that. I do the same. It sometimes gets me in trouble. <laughs> we uh, maybe we were cut from the same cloth. I think so. A world apart. Um, professor. Thank you. Thank you. And he says uh. A treat, and he opens up this leather bag. Oh. He oh. reaches it, reach in, and pull out. So you pull out this this little um, cardboard box, almost, um, uh, or it's like a heavy paper box, and uh, it's got a fold, got a fold top, and you you uh, you open it up, and um, it kind of looks it kind of looks like like boba, mm-hmm. uh, the little boba tea things and so you reach in pop on your mouth and it's it's uh it's an earl gray candy mm. i pop another one <laughs> they're addictive uh i have a problem with tea uh, this might have been uh, might come <laughs> back for more <laughs> put it in my uh bag of holding hesitantly <laughs> well professor thank you thank you i'll uh i want to escort you back to to deck. As we walk out, I'll just ask him, so what brought you from the Feywild to, to here? Um, so our ship, um, we travel both worlds. Really? Um, and the ocean is the transition point. It's fascinating. Um, there are, there are very few spots in this plane of existence that we can transition um, from 
from the Feywild to the Prime Material Plane. Do you guys do a lot of trading with we do. Fey and back and forth? We do. We um, we actually we have an emissary uh, on the crew. Um, uh, she's a member of the Sealy Court. Oh, fascinating. Um, I'm assuming what I know what that is or what I uh, just feel like, roll, oh, that sounds cool. Roll, roll intelligence. Uh, probably with disadvantage. Fifteen. Uh, um, it's one of the one of the ruling courts of the Feywild. Okay. You don't know a ton, right? Oh, that that sounds impressive. You guys have, um, <clears throat> uh, can I ask who? Uh, Is that inappropriate? No, no. Um, hold on, I gotta find it. In my notes. Uh, uh, her name is QP. C, uh, no, sorry, it's Q-U-P-E-T. I know, right? Me and, me and names. I came <laughs> Are there any prepared. apostrophes in there? Any no, like <laughs> no. I came prepared with names. Oh, uh, okay. Because you know I'm going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, right. That's, that's Q- fascinating. QP is a, uh, she's a fairy um, associated with the Sealy Court. Awesome. Well, I'd love to hear about um, the Feywild more. So part of my heritage I've almost purposely not delved too far into um, I don't know I think something about you I think I'm, I share a little too much sorry I'll, uh, I'll stop talking <clears throat> anytime my surgeon's suite is open thank you um, so at this point you've made it back to the Spartak um, and he will search out you Catherine okay um, tell me, is Lyra nearby you? Um, I don't, I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Okay. Um, do a, make a perception roll for me. Uh, 17. 17. So you, um, you look up, she is, she is in the rigging. Like, she she's just like associate. She's worked her way into the crew already. You've been at sail for two hours. <laughs> um, and he says, "Catherine, uh, mm-hmm. um, would you um, mind if we uh, if I do a checkup on you?" Yeah, not a problem. Okay. And so he will lead you below deck. Um, and he says, uh, he says, for my records, your full name. Okay, DM. Yes. Has my full name been out at all? No. Okay. You've been called Kathra. Okay, perfect. Because the captain said it. Okay. So I will say, uh, it's Kathra Torin. Kathra Torin. Okay. And, um, Kathra, where, whereabouts, where are you from? Uh, up north. Uh, up north and he kind of looks at a map and he's like I don't know a ton about this world the forelands I, I assume it's where most of the dwarves I've encountered are from yep up that way okay he says what um what exactly brought you to this place and being associated with the professor um I've got I've got some interest uh, just trying to get some answers, and this research study seems like a 
a good way to do it. Okay. Um, Narsal visited several weeks ago, and he highly recommended you. Oh. Um, he's a friend of the captain. He's ah. been on board several times. Um, for my records, do you have any existing existing um, injuries or um, <laughs> medical issues I should be aware of? I was a soldier for almost 30 years. Oh, okay. How are your knees? <laughs> they're okay. Um, if they're ever sore, and he uh, he opens this small cabinet, and he sets a, a small bottle there, and he says, uh, for your knees. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, it's a small salve I, uh, I keep on hand. Okay. Um, general pain reduction and reduces inflammation, that sort of thing. Um, and he says, uh, he says, soldier, you said you're a soldier, what, like, did you specialize in anything? Um, actually, I, uh, did a lot of healing. Oh. That was, I, I really wanted to heal. Oh, and that's interesting. Um, and so he makes a note, um, healer, um. He says, uh, he says, that being the case, I assume you've seen one of these before. <laughs> yes. He says, do you mind if I... No, you're fine. Um, and so he, he checks your breathing, your breathing's fine, he checks your heart, your heart's... It goes, like, double time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, did you? Is that... Well, must be a dwarven thing. Um, and, um... So he he makes his notes, and he says, uh, "When I can get a hold of your friend Lyra, I will uh, will examine her. If I can get her out of the rigging." <laughs> um, I'll if I see her, I'll send her down. Thank you. Um, and he says, "Before you go, if, uh, if you'd like a treat." What is it? It's well, really, it's it's up to the person's proclivities. Um, your friend Galen pulled out a some mint liqueur. Um, Galen or uh, Dindal pulled out uh, yeah sorry <laughs> Dindal pulled out a, a tea flavored candy um, the dead one pulled out something cherry flavored cherry leathers <laughs> um oh, okay I'll pull something out okay um, and so you pull out this it looks like a Toblerone. <laughs> um, uh, but you, you know this, uh, it's called a, it's a, it's a tenebrous chocolate. Um, it's a chocolate flavored caramel. You, you open it up and you recognize like, <laughs> it's something you grew up with. Um, it's a chocolate flavored caramel. It's covered in this dwarven dark chocolate. It has been a long time. It's, you know, I, I, dabble a little bit in the arcane and so this is it eases relations with patients hmm. if I can especially if something painful if they have to go through something painful if they can get something nice on the other side of it so thank you you're welcome um, and if you ever need my services I, I will I will not hesitate to call alright so um. Okay. Oh, jeez. Hit the hit the table really hard. 
So you've all been examined and kind of therapized <laughs> by by the good doctor. Um, what would you like to do? What time of day is it? Uh, at this point, the sun is set. Um, you uh, you hear two bells, and um, you hear the the galleyman, um, or, or the the cook. He the, on this night he brings up um, a couple of big uh, kettles, and he sets them on deck, and food is served on deck. Um, so uh, it's it's uh, rice and a and a vegetable and uh, a protein. So decent meal. Um, Bracken, do you uh, do you present him your doctor's bill? <laughs> no, I'm actually before I go up, I'm gonna go to where our room was. Okay. Um, I'm gonna use my necklace. I'm gonna message Marion. Okay. Um, okay. Let me make sure I have the right amount of words. Um, okay. I have an odd question. Have you ever heard the name Charles Victor? He's supposedly a self-proclaimed resurrectionist. Seemed coincidental. Okay. Um... Immediately, you don't you don't get a response. Um, I wait, I wait for a good ten minutes or so at least before I even move. Okay. Just to hear back. I know it sometimes takes a minute. Yeah. Um. You, are, you've just about given up, and um, as you go to leave, you hear a very soft reply. Um. No, I'm I'm not familiar with that name. Alright, I'll go up and get food. Okay. So you all have now set sail as Captain Bowen said, into mystery. And with that we're gonna end episode one. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's episode of A Crack in the Plan. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. This has been a Pale Horse Companion production. All episodes are recorded in Columbia, Tennessee. Our producer and editor is Jordan Wilhite. Our assistant editors are Meg Sandella, Danny Valencia, Angie Brady, and Daniel Brady. Artwork for this production has been generously provided by Isaac Kirstead.